Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hi. What's up? Welcome to We Drink <laughs> and We. Oh, oh, right. Oh, I thought we were doing. Like I didn't a pass know. I thought it was like We Drink. I thought we, we were doing a oh, pass off oh, word thing. All right. <laughs> we we drink and we know things. Yeah. This is that. This is that podcast. <laughs> we drink and we know things. What's up? Hi. Here we are for another episode. Another one. Another one. We have a, a little bit of exciting news. I don't know. How, we don't really. Hopefully we sound better. Yeah. I know that we already said that once, but that was with one mic and it unfortunately broke on us. Yeah. We have no idea what happened. It just broke. It just went... It went, it's like it took a tumble yeah. that it never took. Almost. Right. Yeah. I was out of town and Tom informed me that it broke. And I, was I thought you sec- dropped it. I was secretly like, thank fucking God I'm out of town. Because like I didn't want to yeah, deal with right? the wrath of like, we fucked it up. So we got new mics, which is fun. And we're like really kind of developing our podcast studio if you will even though it's not really it's not a studio it's just our office it's just a room in our house yeah which was the office yeah so there's still dog noises and what have you but right now they're snoozing though. yeah don't don't even don't don't, don't even look at him let sleeping dogs lie right he will wake oh, he's up already fucking oh fuck up. he's looking at you giving yeah. you a side eye he's already getting into it so we got new mics and we set up a table and they're like anchored in and it's super fun. Yeah. And we go a it bit, feels way feels more more efficient. like we're podcasting. Yeah. Because we're not liter- we're not like um, sharing. We're not like. We're not huddled together. Yeah, like, we're not you cuddle micing. Like we've only got one fire. We've got our own mics now. So I hope that this sounds better and hopefully we just keep going up and progressing and making yeah, things absolutely. better. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the only way. So. Oh, Okay. I'm going to be We're honest. still waiting on new studio chairs. The chair that I'm so sitting in is so comfortable. Very grassroots. so squeaky. I'm going to try so hard not to make it, like, listen. Wait. What? The chair just entered radio silence. Literally, the minute I... Yeah. Nah, there's a little squeaker. Okay. Okay. There we go. So I'm going to try not to squeak. I'm going to try not to squeak. Don't squeak. Hey, you squeaky I'm enough, please. I'm squeak. Don't squeak. No squeaks. No squeaks for me. No squeaks up. Hi. 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 Uh, what are we drinking? I think we're... I'm drinking. You, you sprung it on me. I already had, I had already poured myself a glass of wine. Actually, that's a lie. I poured myself a mug of wine. Yeah, we do have the mugs. And mine is the same shit we always drink. But Tom is drinking something different because I didn't know he was opening a bottle. Yeah, so this is actually from the Smithberry Winery in Newcastle, Kentucky. Which we've talked about before. Uh, yeah. So if you haven't, if you're not familiar, go back and listen. Because you know, our our favorite. friend Chrissy donated a ton of bottles. Gave to us. us so many bottles. Yeah, I'm gonna butcher what this wine is called because I'd like to say I'm not. I don't know all the grape varietals. What do you mean? There's you're so many you grapes. Don't know the, you can't read the title. Yeah, but it's not. It's Cham- Chamberson. Oh, Chamberson. Yeah, yeah, you butchered it. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. It seems like French, but I, it could be any other language than English. Honestly. Okay. Uh, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> could have done a quick Google. 
Could have done a Google. I, yeah, could have. Maybe just mess- messaged the person who gave it to us, but it's fine. No, I, uh, I've i done extensive research uh, in the last three seconds, and it's it's Chamboshin. Uh, okay. S- that, sounded okay. Com- that sounded confident, though, right? Sure. So it's a semi-sweet That's the way you should have just, like, went with it in the beginning. I didn't, I couldn't think. I was still sounding it out phonetically, I think. What was that? It might still be fireworks, Jesus. Was that thunder? Friggin'. Oh, gosh. Okay, so there was there either. Goes. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Okay, so that was either thunder, because we're in Kentucky, like or fireworks, because, because this Kentucky. is the weekend. Or no, it's Monday. <laughs> yeah. We're recording Monday after the 4th of July, so we can't say anything. You were literally shooting them off last night. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm going to do it again tonight, too. All right. I'm drinking out the bottle, I done poured myself a damn glass over here. Oh. I got too many open containers. I don't know what to do with Come on. Well. Be classy. Well, I think we... Drink out of your mug. <laughs> this is a very nice mug. So classy, this right? This is a classy mug. Yeah, I know, but we're... We're not Kurt mug. It's a very nice mug. We're mug wine drinkers. Yeah. Look at that it's mug. It's just, you know, it's just nice. You just feel like you're like... You, I think there's something comforting cozy up, to it. Yeah. And you're like, it's like you're about to like sip your hot chocolate, but it's alcohol. To so impart, impart so knowledge better. onto the world, but mostly we're just, you know, just we're, talking smack. Yeah, <laughs> so good. So, really quick, I just want to talk about... Real quick. An experience that we had on 4th of July. We went to a local liquor store that we oh, always go to. Oh, this is miserable. Yeah, I hate this And it was so story. fucking weird. Yeah, it was a weird exchange. Really so, was. like, we all, we both, Tom and I both visit this liquor store often. often. Yeah. I have always usually go through the drive-thru. I, like, never go in. Right. And I rarely have makeup on when I go through there because I work for my parents. So, during the week, I don't really put makeup on all that often because I don't want to, there's no need. So, we go in to get wine for the 4th of July, right? Because on 4th of July, obviously you drink wine. And then what did she say? What did this girl behind the counter? She looked at me and she was like, something to the effect of like, you were able to get a girlfriend or you have a girlfriend? Yeah, oh, this one's got a girlfriend or something like this. Who did, yeah, like who did you trick into being a girlfriend? And I was like, fuck? I I looked at her and I was like, uh, he's got a wife. Yeah. Because it was like, we visit there so often and then one of the girls in the back was like, she ID'd me or carded me or something. She was like, I don't, I don't recognize you, and I don't really ever see you. And the other girl was like, no, she comes here all the time. You just don't pay attention. Yeah, it was a bizarre exchange. It was so yeah. weird. It was, it was ridiculous. so weird. Yeah. It was a bizarre people exchange. just love to talk to us. I hate people. Well, yeah, we're not, we don't really like to talk to people, but they like to talk to us. I'm like that one Eminem song from like the early 2000s. Superman? I am whatever I say I am. And he's just like, yeah. just don't, just leave me alone, man. Yeah. Just, you know? It was just so weird. It was a bizarre thing, yeah. Um, okay. All right. So, are we ready to have some stories? I've been ready. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's going first? I think you. I can go first. Didn't you go first? Or didn't I go first last time? I think so. It's hard to tell, because we've done so many recently, it's hard to, I don't yeah. remember, yeah. And you said that yours, Mine's not you don't know that yours wrong. is long, so if mine could be, so. It shouldn't, it shouldn't run long, but who knows. So, are you ready? We are going to be. Give it to Matt. <laughs> so we are going to be talking a little, we're going to get into what is known as cryptozoology. Most notably for cryptids, which are essentially beings or an animal whose existence or survival is disputed or unsubstantiated. So maybe this creature, there's not enough evidence to support that it exists. It's like the Yeti or Bigfoot. Okay, or, that's what I was going to... 
That all, so Whoa, anytime we're talking about those, we're going to be talking about what we call cryptids. Cryptids. They are known as cryptids. I've never Any, heard that before. So you could, if you were referring to the Yeti and somebody that researches the Yeti, you would refer to them as a cryptozoologist. Okay. Okay. Right. So in regards to that, there is one that is really bizarre and very close to home. So there's going to be, you're going to tell me about multiple. I'm only going to tell you about one this time. Originally, oh, okay. I didn't, I wasn't going to tell this one. I didn't even know about this one until really recently. I was going to tell, like, the big ones, like, the, the ones everyone are familiar with, like the Bigfoot or, yeah. you know, the Chupacabra or anything like this. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. It's like a, well, maybe we'll get into it one time. Maybe we'll get into it one day. Okay. So, we are going to be talking about the Pope Lick Monster. Fuck, I did write this down. You did write I it down. I fucking wrote this down on the That's whiteboard. That's what I actually... I'm looking at my handwritten... Is it in here? No, right there. there right there. Yeah. Above your head. Yeah, right there. God damn it. And I I guess I you saw that. You beat me that. to it. I beat you to it. It's Good. really interesting. So I was on the phone with my sister, and she told me, you should do this. And that's why it's written on the main board and not on my secret notes. Yeah, th- this is crazy, and this takes place kind of in yeah. the Louisville area, yeah, so we're in Kentucky. So, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Because I don't actually, I'm going to be honest, I don't, even though I wrote it down to cover, it was just a suggestion, I don't know anything about it. Well, what's really interesting, uh, most notably, is that there are real deaths that surround the Pope Monster. Right. So, the Pope Monster is a half-goat half man hybrid he is described as a deformed man with fur covered goat legs an alabaster face and horns that protrude from his forehead he has those wide set you know goat eyes and when you kind of think about that on the face of a man i yeah. think that'd be really fucking does he, kind of so creepy. like but does he like is the the upper half is like mostly manish and he, but he walks on two hooves. legs yeah hooves or four legs two because the other ones are hands. They're hands. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And it also says that he has long, greasy hair. And I did research, and I don't know if they're taking that all from the same blurb, but they all consistently say that he has greasy hair. And so my man lives on a train bridge. No shower. An opportunity for him. He's going to have... Cut my man some slack. It's like lakes. Yeah, it's just... it's Go, He's going to be greasy. He's a greasy dip guy. dip it in a lake. Pull an aerial. Dunk Ariel. it in a lake, yeah. And, like, dip your hair in... Dip it in. Pull dip on. Your in it. Dip your tit in it. And you know the pull dip like. Dip your goat hair you, in it. You fling it backwards. Uh, but as a terrifying goat creature. Yeah, well, maybe if you did it like sexy. Like, like seductively. Yeah, it wouldn't be so creepy. Maybe. You'd be like, bah! <laughs> 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 Goats are so cute. They're noisy. This one, crazy. not so cute. No. So. It, what's really weird about this is where the fucking goat lives, this goat man, lives on what's known as the Pope Lick Trestle. Okay. And so first of all, that's where Pope Lick comes from, and he's not like a goat man that's like rolling around licking the Pope. <laughs> he's not just out there licking Popes. Okay. You don't bring your Pope to Pope oh, Lick. Side it's note, all good. Yeah. I just realized I wrote Pope Tit. I wrote it as Pop Lick. Ah. <laughs> pop Lick Monster. <laughs> the Pop. He just goes around and he, and he licks your pops. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> That's creepy too. So he, this bridge is really, really high up, right? And so it's like a trestle. So I didn't know what the fuck that meant. And so I looked it up and it's like kind of like a triangle open form bridge. It's a very open bridge. Triangle bridge? 
They're like they're like How not triangle bridges, it? but they're trestles. So they kind of go up. They're in the our, bottom. Yeah, I've actually already saved some images. We'll put them on the website oh, okay, for the, okay, to okay. kind of explain. Cool. And there's there's it's so high. It's so very mm -hmm. high up. It's very very high up. Before I get into the origins of the Popelik monster, I'll say what he does. His mo. His whole thing. Okay. His whole thing is that he lures his prey by mimicking familiar voices to them. Ew. Or it's also said that he does it through hypnosis. And he leads them onto the train tracks to be hit <gasps> by unsuspecting oncoming trains. And then he kind of picks up their remains. Ew. Or, to like eat them? Or, or he drops from the trestle Ooh, no. onto your car. No. With them big old goat hooves. In the middle so of, there's you're like, out there making out with your sweetheart and a big old fucking so goat man jumps down on you. Oof. Okay. Or hoof. Hoof. Hoofs. So this isn't a bridge over water. This is a bridge over uh, a landmass. I don't actually. There road. might be a. Because if he drops down on your car, you're not in the water. There might be like a shoreline. What's or the something. bridge type called? A trestle bridge. And and from what I saw, it just looked like it was a, over a bunch of like forested land. I'm be honest. But I'm sure there was I'm a body. Googling Why the fuck it. else would there be a bridge if there were oh, a body? Okay, up? it's so sorry. I had to Google it. So, it's really I, high I up. I needed yeah. an image. It was like yeah, with all like the with all the crisscrossies below the crisscrossies, it. triangles. So the bridge itself is still straight, but it's got like the crisscrossies. Did you think the bridge was in triangles, though? I was really not following you. That's why I had to Google it. <laughs> it's a straight across bridge. How bridges work? I see. I see. I see. No. So it could be over water or not over water. So he. Would lure he lure people or he'll kill them? And there's also tellings that he has an axe, and there are also tellings that refute this because there's another cryptid from Chicago that is a goat man. There are many goat men Ooh. in cryptozoology. That's creepy. Hopefully, we'll we'll get into all of them. Cool. Okay. Just don't ever want to see one, please. Yeah, no, no shit. So you want to get into the origins? No. One of them <laughs> is one of them is very simple: a farmer mm -hmm. and a goat. The romance story. No. And that's how the goat man came to be. Stop. That's one of the tellings. No. Yeah. Oh, farmer but, said, damn, you a fine goat. You're you're a real handsome goat. But how? He put his dick so far up in the goat that his legs became the goat? No, they they made a goat baby. Oh. They made a goat hybrid oh, baby like, weirdo. Well, in my head, I I got my dick stuck, and now I'm a goat man. Okay, so then I, <laughs> I felt like it was like they like went, they combined... Somehow. They fused. Yeah. That's something that would happen on American Horror Story, though, real That's talk. gross. There's another that he Ew. was uh, the reincarnation of a man who had done, like, Satanism and had dedicated himself to the devil. And there was actually, so there was actually a film made about this in 1987 mm -hmm. called The Legend of the Monster at Poplick. Whoa. I tried to find it. I only found clips, which I've already saved, and we'll put them on the website, but it's it. ridiculous. It's crazy. It's like stupid or, or good? It's kind of campy, yeah. All of it's recreations. It's not a documentary by any means. And there's and honestly, there have been no sightings of this monster ever reported. What? However, there are people that have gone after it. And I found out today, that, and I, I want to be one of these so bad. So there's this thing called legend tripping. <laughs> Snow knows about it. Talk about it, son. Oh dog reactions. Word. There was a dog panic attack. Yeah. Jon Snow had a, a freak out. They and are outside then now. I was about to begin talking about the people who died. Right. Okay. But there's no sightings, which is like that. That's just what I read. But there's a lot of people. I mean, there's got There's there's got to be somebody who had to have seen it, or we wouldn't know what it looks like. Right. 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 Yeah. 
there have been well that's the thing is that everyone that's reportedly seen it has died okay but because they had the time creature. to like describe it before they died <laughs> they like wrote the train it down is just rushing at them hey bro it's a fucking goat dude i'm gonna write this note real quick before the train ending yeah i don't know i um ghosts come back and tell them i just know that there's no like documented yeah reported but then it's like i still wonder how we know what it looks like same i think that's how like folklore begins true you know like true and yeah because this is like very it's very cool bigfoot whatever yeah and a lot of, and, and that's what I think uh, I want to do a little, I want to spend a little bit more time on is, uh, these are conspiracy theories and stuff in and of themselves, and mm-hmm. they, they tend to evolve the more you look into them. So in um, the world, there's always like, like those challenges, like, I bet you can't do it, like, you won't, I bet you won't stand up on the trestle yeah. for 30 seconds or for a minute or whatever, I and I'll you be... won't eat a Tide Pod on camera. Bet. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, Sorry. Side note, I read I read this thing today where this guy died because somebody bet him to eat a live a live goldfish and he choked on it and died. That's let me just take, from a I'm, bet. I'm gonna take it in a different direction. That's the most badass goldfish that ever lived. Right? He was like, I'm not going down. He was in there I ain't going down. I ain't going down. Yeah. I, that's all I picture is like, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, and he kept swimming up and up and up, and the guy was like, go down. And I hope the fish lived. It was like, I want I want such the story. However, it really ended, in my mind, that fish jumped up out of his mouth, flip-flopped Back into a into storage the... drain, and then is now in the fucking ocean, and that's Finding All Nemo Part 4. the ocean, man. Yeah, man. I will say, though, I, sorry, another side note, there, the guy who got in the, he, guy who went in a, the barrel with his, like, hundred-and-some-year-old turtle in the barrel and went down the Niagara Falls, uh-huh. he survived, they survived the fall, but then he died because he got, like, trapped down at the bottom with like some shit or whatever but the turtle lived good i was just like i was like genuinely like i'm so happy the turtle lived weird story plot twist that's how you put your soul into a turtle is you jump off niagara falls with it he is the turtle do you think that's why turtles live so long because people are always doing dumb shit with them and their souls just continually go into a turtle I don't think the turtles deserve that. The turtles are better. I hope. I hope that we're not doing that to poor turtles. We're just no. They're just. Sucking. We're already getting no, our no, fucking no. six pack candles. They don't like. Our heads. They still know. They're still like. The, they're still like the turtle, the cool turtle. But they were. Turtles, they just suck in the life of the human that Ooh, did them wrong. They're just par- yeah. Oh. And like when you get out of your car, like when you see a turtle in the middle of the road, and you get out and you move it to the side of the road, they just they just suck your soul out a little bit. Or that it's they, a trick. Or they give you a pass. They're like, yo. Turtles And, are like, aliens. you're not actually ever going to hit them. You're all, the turtle's smart. You're always going to go over the turtle. Uh-huh. But the turtle's like, if this, if this, if this guy, gal or kid or person, Go-gow. gets out and moves me off this road, they suck a little bit of their soul out. And then they, and then they do it again. I just solve turtles. I think you, I just I think, fucking solve. I think you started a conversation about turtles. why do they live so fucking long? I just solved it. I think they are sucking Boom. souls, but I think they're giving you a pass for all the dumb shit we do to them every time you help them across the street. But they're I, like, I, bruh, you and your squad's good when we, when me and my turtle homies come to take over the planet. Wait, but now they're aliens? I think I think I solved turtles and that they're aliens. No. They're, they're this taking, could be a later discussion. Continue. <laughs> that might be the most... We just most, took so many tangents, I need to know more That might be the, the broadest tangent we've ever gone on on this podcast. I think it was good. I liked it. I just solved... Turtle. Turtles are aliens. Humanity. Change my mind. What? Okay. No. Those are lizards. Go. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
There's lizard people in their houses, bro. <laughs> Turtles are like, hold my beer. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. People have died. Mm-hmm. Based on this challenge that you're scared of the goat man you want oh, out there. Oh, okay. Seemingly. That's one thread of thought. The okay. other one is, that fucking goat man, he got his meal. So There's a goat man like that in Fantasia. So these, these next two that I'm going to talk about, they were young. They were still teenagers. I think they were both like 17, 17, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. So a big tragedy sucks. Yeah. Because they were just a, a victim of circumstance. Okay. So the first one, he was named Jack Charles Baum III, was killed by a train on February 18th, 1987, while crossing the trestle uh, in response to one of these like bets, right? Mm-hmm. Additionally, in May of 1987, David Wayne Bryant died from injuries obtained in 1986 when he jumped from the trestle in an attempt to dodge an oncoming locomotive. Oof. Don't walk on the tracks. Don't walk on the tracks, man. It's sad. Okay. So, most recently, I'm talking April 24th, 2016, which actually happened on April 23rd, but the report from Wave 3, which is our local news outlet, um, reported that, and I might might pronounce this wrong, but... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Wiki check. Raquel Bain, who was 26 from Dayton, Ohio, had died going what they call legend tripping. So they they would come in from Dayton, Ohio to go a tour at Waverly, and they found out about the Pope Lick, Mm -hmm. and so they went there. And she was up on the trestle with, um, I think it was her husband, might have been her boyfriend, probably her husband. Okay. If they were not married, they were on the way, I think. I just well, they came to go to Waverly. And heard about the Pope Lick monster and then went there and went on the trestle and she died from the result of an yeah. oncoming train. What because the... people think, for some reason... Wait, where was the dude? How did he He escaped. Hit? He, like, he he didn't... What? He, there are people that, like, hang... You can, like, jump down and, like, oh, hang no. on. But it's very hard to do. And she wasn't able. And she died. That's she so got sad. She got hit, fell, died, came over. That's so sad. Yeah. And... By the way, Waverly is Waverly Hills Sanatorium, which was a tuberculosis hospital it's very haunted and it's very famous here in louisville and it's i rumored know to be, one of us will talk about it at some point it's rumored to be one of the most haunted places oh yeah in america lots of lots of ghost shows have been there we'll we'll definitely talk about it at some point but i just just in case you didn't know what it, we were talking about when we said wait really and so that kind of that kind of wraps up what i have so far in him except for one thing which is really interesting there i think there are a lot of really interesting things when it comes to conspiracy theories and public beliefs Uh and things like this and i think that even if you can't see a thing or even if a thing doesn't have a personification it can still have power yeah and i think that you're seeing that with the public monster that lives have been claimed in a way that feed the mythos of the public monster right and i think there's something to that i think there always will be and i think there's power in that and so I think we it's should like go they come from somewhere. Yeah, they yeah from it's something. an energy, it's a it's a presence, it's something. And so since we are so close to home, it's only in Finchville. I think we should Ooh, go. And we should do I like a die. Thing. Well, we won't go up on the trestle necessarily. There are tons of kids that I saw on Instagram on a on a on a it was like Daily Dot or New York Times or something, literally, because this story's kinda widespread. Uh-huh. There were kids like from the local area like posting pictures. Like, when that woman died, they, like, showed all these pictures of all these people that would go up on the trestle. Oh, really? Yeah, the trestle bridge. And it's fucking high up. But, like, so, do you, I don't know if you know, but, like, the the people who get hit by a train. Yeah. Is it, like, the a real go- train? Yes. 
So, like, they're going to a point of the bridge where, like, if a train starts to come, you cannot get away. You essentially can't escape. So why would you put yourself in that situation? Danger zone. No, but that's really stupid. Well. Stand By Me, and that happened in that movie. Wasn't that movie? I've never seen Stand By Me. It also, there's also a train track thing in Final Destination. The first one. Oh, with the dude. He, like, tries to. He stops on the tracks because he's, like, such a badass. And then they all get out. And they're like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, if it's too much, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. And then the fucking goat monster and fucking then, came up and hit him no, with a fucking machete. That's not what I haven't. He can't get his seatbelt open off. And then Devin Sala. Flashback to the last episode. You need to stop with this Devin Casper. Sawa. He's in it. He goes and he tries to get him out. And then he, he, he gets him out because it wasn't his turn to die. And then a little uh, fucking dude who plays Stifler in American High, mm-hmm. almost an American <laughs> Dad, is standing there and a piece of like shrapnel shoots off and like cuts his head off because he's like, it's so. I love Final Destination. No, I can't. Andrea could also do a podcast on most. Like yeah, sorry. School horror sorry movies. about my tangents on movies. Well, okay, my tangent on movies last episode was <laughs> Christmas movies. So just it's gonna. Be, I think we're gonna turn it into a segment. Like Andrea talks about this fringe movie. No, so I actually I texted my mom like while you were reading that because somebody in my family in the line of my family died on a train track. Really? Yeah. So I texted her. I was like, "Who was it that? Because I can't remember who it was." Okay. Okay. You hear that? That's real right there. But it was like super sketch. Like that. Like a goat monster? There are also more stories about... But he was like, about quote unquote, passed out on the, on the tracks. And then got run over. This is my family. I don't think I've ever told you about it. No, Stop. it's news to me. I've never heard that before. Well, I texted my mom, so we'll see. Because she's new to texting. This is a new thing. I never would have texted her like it's three exciting days times. ago. It's exciting times. I only communicate with my family through text messaging. Oh. Are you ready for my story? I'm so ready. Snow is awesome. I'm not sure what that response was. So Okay, so I guess it's my turn now. Yeah. Which, it's kind of cool that you did the public monster, which I was going to do at some point. Beat you to it. Because I also did like a local oh. uh, thing, which I don't think a lot of people know about. And I didn't know about it. I asked my parents if there's anything big that happened in Kentucky uh, you know, like a serial killer or something that, like, really shook the town. Sure. Have you, whatever. Uh, or something that stood out to them. And they were both like, yeah, there was this big shooting called the... Fuck. I guess it's it's known as the Standard Gravere shooting. Okay. And it happened in Louisville, which is right in our uh, hometown. Yeah, we live in Louisville. And with all these shootings happening, it's rough and it sucks. So... All right. It sounds uh, like it's going to be a deep one. Yeah, it's not fun, but it's right. something that I think that people who live here don't know about because, I mean... I don't know about but it. But I'm almost 30, you're 30. I had never right, heard of easy. it. <laughs> I had never heard about it. Yeah, and same. And for me, I feel like I would have at least seen like a... Sn- no, not snapped, but like an episode of something about it. Or you would have thought that our, we would have learned about it growing up. Yeah. In school. Right. So, standard... Gravier was a Louisville, Kentucky Roto Gravier printing company that was founded in 1922 by Robert Worth Bingham and owned by uh, the pow- very powerful Bingham family. For decades, it Bloody printed Bingham's. Yeah, for decades it printed the Courier Journal magazine. Oh shit! Which okay. is very that's very that's popular, our local that's publication. Our, yeah, as well as a Roto Gravier sections for other newspapers. So they're okay. big, big yeah. deal. 
Rotogravir. It's really hard to say. Rotogravir. Rotogravir. Is a type of like a printing process. Right. Uh, it involves engraving the image onto an image carrier, and in gravure printing, the image is engraved onto a cylinder because, like offset printing and flexography, it uses a rotary printing press. So it's like a lot of just you know. It's a print. It's a, blah, they, blah. They're a printing press. I just wanted to give a little bit of like that one actually because it's like literally sure. one definition after another. I can yeah. keep going because I was just trying. I was like, I don't know what any of this means. So they yeah. were, a, they were, essentially it seems to me like they were a printing press. Right, 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 right. But I was just trying to give like a, you know, what they did. Because yeah. it was very different than what it is now. I knew like seven of those words. I don't think I knew any of them. <laughs> so We drink the, and we know things. Right. <laughs> by the 1980s, a shrinking print market had reduced revenues and an employee wage freeze was instituted by the then president, William Bachman, in 1982. And I'm giving you a background of what sure. I'm going into because it's important okay. for the story. In 1986, the Bingham family patriarch, Barry Bingham Sr., announced that the family would sell all their media holdings, including Standard Gravier. And the employees of Standard Gravier made a bid to buy the company, but it was sold instead to Michael Shea, who was from Atlanta, Georgia. For $22 million. Holy shit. So it was a big was operation. 1986. That's a big operation, yeah. It was sold for $22 million. Whew. So after the sale, the employees learned that $11 million of their employee pension fund had been used to help finance the purchase. That's some dirty shit. Not good. That's some dirty shit, bruh. Fucking big business, you man. You can see where this is going. Oh, yeah. The company had well, no, I can't actually, but. 500, well, it's obviously not going to go a good way for the employees that are Right, right. The company had 531 employees at two plants at the time of the sale. It was an all-around just stress, like stressful, difficult time. There was like all these cutbacks. Cut, well, cutbacks. Cutbacks? That sounds, cut I backs. Like that really wrong. But, you know, there's a lot of cutbacks. A lot of shit was getting cut back. Happening. Okay. Okay. So a little bit of the background of the company, cutbacks, we know where we're at. Sure. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. Barka, barka. Barka, barka, barka. Okay, so now I'm going to tell you about the actual shooting. So the standard Gravier shooting occurred on September 14th, 1989. So I was like five months old, and you would have been a year and five months. That is how the math works. We're and very you would have been in age. England? Yeah, so we've been in England, right? yeah. Wow. Just a little Crazy. wee English boy, were not I? Yeah. So in Louisville, Kentucky, Joseph T. Westbecker, a 47-year-old press man killed eight people and injured 12 at his former workplace standard gravier shit before committing suicide Ugh. the shooting is the deadliest mass shooting in kentucky's history and one of the 30 most deadly mass shootings in u.s history i wonder okay. if that's still canon i did the research for this like a month or two ago yeah. and i was looking up to make sure that was still relevant and it seems to be wow. very accurate the murders resulted in a high-profile lawsuit against Eli Lilly and company. They were the man manufacturers of the antidepressant drug Prozac. Oh, okay, fuck. Which he was taking, he had begun using during the month prior to his shooting rampage. So, Joseph Thomas Westbecker was born April 27th, 1942, which I just feel like 
so many of these murders murderers are April born babies. in April. April Freaks babies. me out. Snow just told us to shut up. Oh my god. So when he was 13 months old, his father, a construction worker, died in a fall. After his father's death, he was raised as an only child with his mother, Martha. Martha! And she was only 16 years old at the time. Ah, uh, dirty. 16! That's fucked up. So he was raised by her, his mom, and her family. Right. Uh, but he was often passed from place to place during his early childhood. And at one time, he was put in an orphanage for almost a year. So this guy did not have an easy childhood. Not, not so far, huh? Also, his grandfather, who he felt really the closest to, mm-hmm. died when he was four. Ugh. So I mean, you, you, you know, you, like you're understanding things when you're that age, when you're like three and you're four, like you get you know a couple of, of things. Yeah, it'd be like, like right now, my nephew's four. If I died, he would be like, "What happened to Aunt Andy?" Like he would know. Right. It probably wouldn't like, sit with him for very. I don't know, but he would know. Yeah. And he would probably ask questions like, what happened to this person that's been in my life for four years? So Wes Becker was a poor student. He dropped out of high school in the ninth grade. Uh, and he later managed to earn his GED. Good for him. In 1960, he started to work as a press man at a printing plant and married uh, about a year later after that. Good for him. Okay. Make with his wife, he had two sons, James and Joseph. And in 1971, he moved to... Standard Gravier, where he soon earned a reputation as a determined, hardworking, loyal, and reliable worker. Okay? Okay. Okay. And we know this man to be the shooter of this place. Oof, yeah. In 1978, it marked the beginning of the downward slope of Wes Becker's life. This is the moment where, you know, shit sort of hit the fan. What happened? His marriage ended uh, in a divorce and a bitter battle over custody and support over his two sons. It was also the year he had admitted himself for the first time to a hospital to seek psychiatric treatment. Mm, he's going through it. Yeah. In 83, he married again. Okay. Coming back. His second marriage also ended in a divorce after one year. Uh, if. He's not doing well. So, as a consequence to all that, he became increasingly reclusive and actually suicidal. He was separated from most of his family members and lived an overall just really fucking lonely life. And his work was just basically the center of his life. That oh, yeah. was, you know, he didn't have a, come, he wasn't coming home to a wife and kids sure. or any of that shit anymore. So, man, what a solitary existence. That's such a bummer. So, as I mentioned earlier, Sandra Gravier was sold. Right. So, after the selling of Sandra Gravier and the subsequent management change in 86, he was assigned to a mechanical folder. So he complained about stress and undue stress and asked to be placed back at the old job he was doing. So he sure. was just like, fuck this. I don't like this. Yeah, I've been at this field, place for but... like a, a minute. I don't want to do this anymore. This is, I don't want to, don't change, don't fuck with me, bro. Yeah. Don't change me. Don't fuck with me. I like where I was. Right. But his request was declined mm. and he grew increasingly hostile against the new management and he began to complain about policy changes at the company he started complaining that exposure to i don't really know how you say this word tolunient that's some sort t-o-l-u-e-n-e-a-t tolunient toluni guys i don't know somebody somebody tell us how to say but it was exposure to that caused him memory loss dizziness and blackout spells oh shit okay so the hostility accumulated in 
May 1987. Westbecker filed a complaint with the Jefferson County Human, Human Relations Commission, which is so crazy. That's like, that's where we live. We live in yeah. Jeff- we literally are city. It's so of interesting. Jefferson we're both County. telling stories from Kentucky. I know. That's so weird. So he filed this complaint charging that he was being harassed and discriminated against for his psychological state and being deliberately put under stressful conditions. A subsequent examination confirmed that Westbecker suffered from depression and manic depression. Sustaining his claim of mental illness, he was prescribed Prozac. Mm. Which I'll mention earlier. In August 1988, you already born. I was not born I yet. I was here. I had you arrived. You were a baby. I mean, I was in England, but I was here. Yeah, I, would, I had arrived. But you were on the earth. I was, I was on the planet. I wasn't born yet. I was living on the planet. So, Wes Becker stopped working and was finally put on a long-term... A long-term. And was finally put on a long-term disability leave in February 1989. Though there was also an agreement to re-employ him as soon as he recovered sufficiently. So they're like, cool, cool, cool. You're having like a mental break. Cool, 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 cool. We're going to give you like a fucking mental break break. Yeah, when you're human again, you can come back and work. Yeah, like when you like come back to your brain. I don't know. I don't like that. Especially where the state of like mental health awareness and shit was in the 80s. Late 80s. There's no way they were even like buying that shit. They were probably like, like, we're writing you off. Okay, sure, 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 sure. Go home and like take a Xanax, take some Prozac. So, between August 1988 and May 1989, Westbecker bought several weapons. Among them, the AK-47 and a pistol he later used in the shooting. Fuck. Shortly before the shooting at Santa Gravier, where he showed up at the last time on September 13th, Westbecker presumably received a letter from the company announcing the cancellation of his disability income. Okay. That'll start a fire. Westbecker had a long history of psychiatric illness and was treated for it in hospitals at least three times between 1978 and 1987. He was diagnosed as suffering from alternating episodes of deep depression and manic depression, was beset, among others, by confusion, anger, and anxiety, and made several attempts to commit suicide. Hospital records also suggest that Westbecker posed a threat to himself and others. That's like, such a shame. There's signs. Yeah. But really, signs. yeah, it like, sucks. Fuck? The fuck? <sighs> According to CBS's 60 Minutes, in 1984, five years before he took Prozac, Westbecker's medical records show that he had this conversation with a doctor. Okay? Okay. Have you ever felt like harming someone else? He said, yes. They said, who? He said, my foreman. So I guess something in the... Yeah, it's like your manager. Yeah. When? At work. The same medical records show Westbecker had already attempted suicide 12 to 15 times. How do you attempt it that many? I guess, you know, it's not fair to think about that kind of stuff. It's just interesting that you could fail. Okay, so in the years prior to the shooting, Westbecker more than once threatened to, quote-unquote, kill a bunch of people. Oh, no. Or to bomb Strander Gravier. Jesus. And at one point considered hiring an assassin to kill several executives of the company. Well, shit. I'm sorry. I mean, me too. That's what fucking crazy. Fuck? Why is somebody not... Red flags. Well, I wonder, I wonder, like, the landscape now of somebody making those claims versus the landscape then when somebody was making those claims. 
Apparently, he even discussed these things with his wife before their divorce. Oh, my God. And when he left Standard Gravier in 1988, he told other workers that he would come back, wipe out the place, and get even with the company. And shortly before the shooting, he told one of his aunts that he was upset about things at work and said that he would get payback. That's a crazy thing. Like, he just linked up with one of his aunts and said, like, hey, I'm going to blast a whole office. And apparently... When he said these things to her, she just didn't take the threat seriously. And I, I'm I could, sorry. Well, I could also, you know, from a cult, because but I can that's tell gotta be early joking. in the, yeah. Like, if you came home and you were genuinely, like, pissed off about work, and you were like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go fucking shoot up this place, I'd be like, It's a very, um, especially in today's climate, it's a can very, yeah. I would go in, like, a weird voice. Can, can we, like, can we talk about it? Let's. Can we talk about it? <laughs> I just and I think that that's the difference between today and you know the landscape of almost thirty years ago. But it's not that long ago. It's our lifespan. It's yeah, it's scary. our exact it's lifespan. So scary. The world is so scary, man. Uh, okay, so now I'm gonna get a little gruesome. Yeah, let's get into it. I'm getting towards the end, but I'm gonna tell you about the shooting. I needed. Okay. I wanted to give you a background of the company, what happened, him, and all these things that led up to this that. Could potentially have been avoided. stopped it. Yeah. But people don't take people seriously. Yeah. Especially when there wasn't so many cases to explore. Internet was so dial up and shit. I mean, things were very It was before that. I mean, it was before it was. I mean, the internet existed, but it was before, like. Yeah, well, this is 89. Yeah, it was before, like, the dial up age and all that. Was, it was before I don't that even platform know. even existed. Yeah. I think. I don't fucking know. Okay. Now I'm going to get into the actual shooting. On September 14th, 1989, Wes Becker, who was nicknamed Rocky by his colleagues, which makes me feel like they named, they nicknamed him Rocky because maybe he was, like, emotionally unstable, which, mm. like, make, like, kills me. For me, it makes me think that he was, like, Rocky Balboa. But I don't think like, that was it. Stayed after it. Oof. Was so hungry. I don't like it. He parked his car in front of the main entrance of Standard Gravier and entered the plant at 8.30 a.m. Okay. Carrying a poly... Oh, shit, it's about to get so dark. It is. And I'm sorry, but it's stuff that happens, so I want to talk about it. So he was carrying a Polytech AK-47S, which okay. is a Chinese-made semi-automatic AK-47. A... I'm going to probably spell this all because I don't know anything about guns. So it's a, a SIG... S A U six hour E hour P twenty two six nine millimeter pistol. So a nine mil p- pistol and then the AK forty seven, uh-huh. which is like a yeah eleven and, by I used to know the measurements. Yeah, uh, and a duffel bag containing two Mac elevens, a snub nose thirty eight caliber Smith and Wesson model twelve airweight revolver, a bayonet, and. Several hundred rounds of ammunition. Jesus fucking Christ. So, a lot of stuff to do a lot of fucking He brought some shit. shit to do some damage, yeah. For sure. So many different guns, too. Like, that just blows my mind. Like, it's not like he just stuck with... One caliber or one... I feel like that happens one... a lot with these shootings. They come in with this gun and that gun and that this and I'm like... Well, these people, they do research on, like, what's good for what scenario. What's good for what, you know, if I'm going to be tactically doing this, what kind of caliber do I need? And I think that that... That's where a lot of that comes from is, oh, I'm going to be a close range, 9mm versus 45, okay. But you think that, that like, when people do these shootings, that they're, like, they're 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 bringing weapons for, like, long range and close up? I think they're, I think that they have their own sense of... And that's why they do, of, like, shotguns and revolvers and 
pistols and then they do AK whatever. Yeah, I think there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of foresight that goes into it in a corrupted and foresight not being a a positive term, but saying like I think there's a lot of thought that goes into it. Unfortunately, I think it's both ways. I think sometimes there's a lot of thought and planning, like. The yeah. Columbine, I think there was a lot of planning with those two kids. They were, you know, bros and they were going to do this thing. And then there's somewhere that they just go in and just do it. Yeah. With no thought. Like that girl who shot, I can't remember, I don't know the details, so I'm not going to speak on it. But her reasoning when they asked her why she shot up, I think, I'm pretty sure it was her school. She said, because I hate Mondays. Because oh I gosh. don't like Mondays. Yeah. So it was like, that probably wasn't even planned. I think there's a lot of people that have either break. I mean, I think there's a lot to be learned in regards to like school shootings and mass yeah. shootings. And we're like, yeah, we're not even like. Wow. I'm gonna just go ahead and put on that because yeah. we're not. This is just me telling a story, and I know it's heavy Very with heavy. the things that are going on right now. But it's something that happened locally, and I think it's something that isn't talked about a lot. Yeah, something that I like put in my notes that I'm not 100 if it's. I don't know if it's totally accurate or whatever, but it said that there's no universally accepted definition of a public mass shooting. Because there's no landscape. And you know what's we know what's upsetting is because I think like maybe they're basing that on a platform of how many and like once there's X once X satisfies however many that needs to be, they can give it an MO. But because mass shootings are so different, there's no template because how many times are masses brought mm-hmm. together? Mm-hmm. You know, what constitutes a mass? And, you know, like, people are at the mall every day. People are at the movies. People are at school. And, yeah. Like, the Boston Marathon. I just think killing innocent people in mass is the worst thing you can do as a person. Why would you want to do that to people? There's got to be something something more progressive you can do with your time than kill a bunch of innocent people. Killing innocent people. Okay, we got too heavy. Yeah, you're right. Let's cut it all out. It's the benefit of this. Let's cut it all out. We got too heavy. Oh, no. One more mashed potatoes. Ooh, No. Uh-uh. No, no. Uh, well, I'm going to keep getting heavy because I'm going to continue to tell you about this shooting. So the next thing he did was he took the elevator to the executive reception area on the third floor. Okay. And as soon as the doors opened, he fired at the receptionist. Her name was Sharon Needy, who he killed. Uh. And Angela Bowman, who he paralyzed with a shot in the back. He went on searching for the Standard Gravier's president, Michael Shea, and other supervisors and managers of the plant. Okay. Wes Becker calmly walked through the hallways, deliberately shooting at people. He killed James' husband and injured Forrest Conrad, Paula Warman, and John Stein at binary... Ah, what? It's a lot of death. Yeah. Um, a supervisor whom he shot in the head and abdomen. Wes Becker then headed down the stairs to the press room where he killed Paul Saley and wounded Stanley Hatfield and David Saddenfaden. I'm not making that up. And I'm not making light. It also kind of reminds me of Seidenfaden's. I don't. Like that bar, Seidenfaden's? Seidenfaden's? Isn't that what it's called? Bodruckers? Bodruckers? No, Seidenfaden's. There's that bar downtown. I have no idea. Um... So, yeah, I don't really know how to pronounce these names, so if I'm pronouncing them wrong, and you're local, because this is a local story, let me yeah, know. Yeah, let us know. Or if you have, like, a story that that connects with them, please let yeah, us know. Yeah, let us know. But they, uh, so Stanley please. and David were two electricians from 
Marine Electric who were working on a broken machine. So they like weren't even fucking employees of uh, uh, those poor people. Yeah, that fucking sucks. Ugh. Working class humans. Leaving his duffel bag under a stairwell, Westbecker walked down to the basement where he encountered pressman John Tingle, who was alerted by the loud noises and went to see what was going on. And then Tingle greeted his colleague, asking him what was happening. Right, as you do. This is Westbecker. Like, this is the shooter. He's like, what is happening? To the shooter. Oh, my God. And he said, hi, John. I told them I'd be back. Get away from me. I mean, can you imagine being this guy? So, after Tingle moved out of his way, Westbecker continued his path through the basement, shooting Richard Barger Barger in the back, killing him. He he had, like, a total, like, the people he was going to shoot. Like, he knew he was He knew his targets, yeah. Oh. According, so scary, it's man. It's so scary. So, according to witnesses, Westbecker approached Barger's, Barger's body and apologized, having apparently killed him accidentally. Uh, as he could not see whom he was shooting. Oh, fuck he, off, he man. He thought it was somebody else from the back. So, he shot him and then was like, oh. After the guy's probably already dead or bleeding out, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to, fucked. I didn't mean to shoot you. So fucked up. Sorry, buddy. I mean, this whole thing's fucked up. Ugh. So, back on the press room floor, he shot at anyone in his way, killing James Weibel and Lloyd White, then finally entering the break room where he emptied his magazine, hitting all seven workers present and killing William Gnot with a shot to the head. Westbecker then reloaded and resumed firing, fatally wounding Kenneth Fentress. Jesus. Yeah. So then he returned to the up. press room where he pulled out his Sig, was it Sour? Sig Sour, yeah. Sig Sour, put it under his chin and shot himself, ending ah. a shooting spree that had lasted for about half an hour. Oh, no. Long fucking Can you time. imagine the terror? I mean, one of the most recent school shootings happened in like minutes. Well, and this minutes. is a half an hour. Yeah, I mean, I know that's minutes, fucked. but like, that's a long time. Yeah, no, it's very heavy. He had fired about 40 rounds, leaving eight people dead, 12 wounded, and one person had suffered a heart attack. So he, like, even killed a person by fucking... By scaring the shit out of them, yeah. When police searched Westbecker's house, they recovered a shotgun, a Colt 9mm revolver, a 32 revolver, and a starter's pistol. They found Westbecker's will, as well as an issue of Time magazine on the kitchen table. The magazine featured an article about... Patrick Purdy, who killed five children and injured 30 others with a Type 56 assault fucking rifle. Jesus Christ. Which is essentially the, like one of the same lessons. Like, yeah. Weapons he used. Yeah. And that was at a, that guy did that at a fucking school in Stockton, California. Earlier the year he did it. That's terrible. <gasps> I was over here shaking my head for like 10 minutes. Just That's so rough. It's so hard to process that kind of stuff. Just to finish it off. The families of those who were killed and the wounded filed a lawsuit against manufacturer Eli Lilly and company claiming that Wes Becker's use of Prozac contributed to his actions. Mm-hmm. And the jury decided 9-3 to three for Lilly, but not until several years later was it revealed that Lilly had arranged a settlement with the plaintiffs in exchange for setting legal precedent. What? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot more. Yeah. That's already kind of like a long story to begin with. 
but there's so many news articles and they interview so many of the um, I'm sure with, a, with, a, the with something families. like this at that scale. It's just so fucked up. But it, for us, we're in Louisville and that's where yeah. it happened. And like, I didn't know about it. I enjoy like knowing the psyche of these people and what made them do this. That's why I give a lot of background when I do these because I want to know the lead up because a lot of that has to do with the reason that these things happen. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely. the whole nature Hands versus down. nurture thing, but you know. There's a lot to it, I think. That's just a huge case. A mass shooting that happened in our local town that I had nothing, knew nothing about. And just imagine how many local... You didn't know about it, did you? No. And just imagine how many local tales there are, how many close-to-home stories there are that are just like that. You know, I think... Beyond that, it's... Scary stuff. And it's not even, like, the things... We know who did this. We know who it was. He's He got, you know, he was caught. He, whatever. Well, not caught. He... He killed himself, but we know who it was. But when it comes to like your local hometown shit, it's like the unsolved and the missing persons. Those are the things that we really need to be focusing on, I think. For sure. As you know, people. If you're interested in this stuff, dive into your hometown shit and like find somebody who's missing or whatever and start researching that shit. You could make a difference. That you could. You can do it. These web sleuths are a huge part of the reason that this stuff gets solved. Yeah, absolutely. Because people take it on in their own volition, their own, you know, they're doing it, they're researching it. They're not letting it die where, like, a lot of the uh, detectives and and the police, they're so so overwhelmed with cases that they let cold cases just fall to the wayside. Yeah. Sucks. So, I'm sorry that was, that was kind of heavy. No, it's, but that's fine. That's but, what it is. That's how we tell stories. You know, some stories aren't super pretty and super fun. Yeah, like I just thought it dark. so fascinating to have a local shooting that was big that I yeah. I, kn- I knew nothing about. Yeah, I agree. It's been interesting. It's been, a, it's been an interesting podcast. It has been yeah. an interesting podcast. Well, I think I think that's got us. Yeah. So, thank you so on? much. How are we going to... Thank you so much for listening to We Drink and We Know Things podcast. Uh, additionally, you can find us on all social medias. At Some of it is We Drink and We Know Things yeah. podcast. Others are W-D-A-T and the rest of the universe. You don't know it. I don't know. Nobody knows it. We got uh, Twitter. We got Instagram. We got Tumblr. We got Facebook. We have our own website, WeDrinkAndWeKnowThings.com. We are available on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. Man, thank you so much for listening. We're working on getting on some other platforms. Yeah, we're trying to be available on every platform, but it's going to take us some time. Yeah. Uh, and we're still tweaking everything, so I think in a few episodes, yeah. you know, we'll really have it figured. But do you want to want to end it on like a word play? Sure, of course, I would love that. Let's do it. Is that what we want to do? Word play. Word association. Okay. Let's end it on a word association. Okay. I don't care how ridiculous it is. Okay. You you give me a word and I'm gonna say what pops up. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And then um, I'll give you one. We'll do it like two or three times and then we'll be like goodbye. Okay, cool. Um, string. Knitting. Okay, cool. Good one. Uh, cup. Tea. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, uh, wallet. Stripper. Oh, interesting. I don't know. You took that. I gotta go all the way. I gotta go. I gotta do it. Lamp. Post. Ooh. Malone. 
Okay, give me one more. Um, clamp. What? Clamp. Clamp? Like a clamp. Crab? Oh, there you go. Nailed it. Okay, that's the end. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Hello. Goodbye. Bye.